You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're hopping over the wall and taking a stroll through District 9. So sit back, pop open a can of cat food, and enjoy. You, no trouble. Me, You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, director of photography, Jared Cowan. How you doing, Brian? I am doing well. We also have cinematographer, Mike Griggs. Yo. And costume designer, Kristen Jones. Uh-huh. And here we are, finally talking about uh, one of the three Neil Blomkamp movies that exist. He gets big budgets for not having a lot of movies. I don't know. This was a mo- uh, Okay, $30 million first first feature wasn't... That's a lot. Well, That's a lot of money, Brian. <laughs> yeah, but it was also produced by Peter Jackson, so He's got I don't good know friends. how he got that relationship, but it's it it seems it seems to make sense that that they would get that much for this movie. I don't know how they met. It was for some Halo Fred Walsh Walsh thing. Yeah, right? what, what what was the thing with the Halo? Was that a, a movie that they were trying to make that Peter it used Jackson to be a video was, game that people played a lot. Well, no, I'm aware of that part. <laughs> I, think, I have I also think seen several of the movies that have been tried to make with it. Never was played it, a Halo Was game. it an actual feature that like Peter Jackson was trying to do, and then it like fell through somehow? Yeah, they even made like a couple little short films. I think there were three. Maybe there was only one, but for whatever reason, I think it was like around when Halo Three came out, and they they made like these uh, these short films, and they even built props for it. I remember seeing those online, and. I, I have no idea why the movie fell through. I guess the budget got too big is always what I heard, but maybe because because those short films were shitty, like the short film made for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the short film for this? I did. I thought it was alright. Ah, it's so quick, man. It's like six minutes. You're in, you're out. What, I mean, like, what what are you complaining about, bro? I'm all about six minutes, but it needs to be a quality six minutes. You're still talking about short films, right? <laughs> I'm talking about anything short. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice slice of life. No, they they did a good job, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it after. Um, no, they did not do a good job. Take it back. Uh, the short film that was made to do Saw, that was done really well. 
this was just like throwing together some shit. I don't know. They did that some, was they just did a person some... in a fucking trap, bro. You telling me that's better? Like a person, a person in a death trap is better than alive. And what was it called? Joe Berg. It wasn't called. Yeah, I think it was called Joe Berg. Yeah, yeah, Joe Berg. Come on, man. That had a nice like feel. It had like the same. It was like a low budget District Nine, like that. Oh yeah, no, no. They minutes. they they did a good job. And, and in that one, the, uh, the the you know the mech suits that, that he gets in at the end of the movie, it actually <laughs> like has like telepathic powers and like these guys are like doo, 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 they're shooting at him and, this, and the dude in the mech suit like picks up a car with this like and he like picks it up and he like and he, they did this really cool thing when he like leans it up and he's about to like toss a car like like he's a fucking superhero it kind of the weight of it kind of like kicks him back for a second he goes Ugh, and he loses his balance and he goes and he throws the car at him I was like okay I like that but the rest of it was shit no <laughs> So harsh. No, <laughs> it's just. It, can it, you it, qualify cool it as shit if it if it got him this fucking job? Absolutely not. I mean, he, he no, made he no, made a no. concept film that launched him into a produced by Peter Jackson feature. That's some good fucking shit, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he he he, he had to spend some money on it too, just because the special effecty stuff, and it was supposed to look like shit. Um, yeah, well, he comes and from I think an they're actually using. So he may have done the effect. Oh, oh, he did that? I didn't know he was an effects guy. Yeah, I think he worked on something like as far back as like Stargate. Oh, wow. Uh, if memory serves correct. But yeah, I mean, he, he's been doing this for a while. This is not I mean, like. If he just said Star Trek, I would have given him big time nods. But um, yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. A feature film, a uh, long running TV show that spun off four other TV shows. And then there was Stargate. We had some TV shows that nobody watched. <laughs> I've never seen a Stargate either. And I'd never seen this movie. Uh, I watched this film for the first time today. What? And I was, and really? I was having a really shitty day, and this movie like totally like made my day. I like love this movie. This, this is a fucking great movie. This feels like that has, this has slid into some of my top movies of all mm. time as of today. That is appropriate. Christina, have you seen this before? Yeah, I've seen it before. All right, look, what the fuck, Jared? How the hell? <laughs> look, look, if you come at me, it, you, Brian, how many times have you come at me and be like, bro, you've got to see fucking, what was the one you did to me the other day? <laughs> You're going to have to get more specific. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was, um, god damn it, what was it, Brian? You, you, you've told me know, like three man. times to watch it. Dude, that's a lot of films, man. <laughs> <laughs> the thing? I hate that I can't. I hate that I can't remember it, and during break, I'll dig to my text and find it. But, uh, but like, no, but, like, you know, if you build it up too much, I'll be like, all right, I'll put it to the list. And then I'll, I'll, I'll watch it when we get to it on the podcast. Uh, all right. And, I've, and, and if you scroll back about 100 episodes, you will hear me say, Brian, you'd be surprised with what I haven't seen. Touche, touche. But right. th- th- this, is, this was pretty big when it came out. Like, uh, like I, I remember oh, I at, the end of the, yeah, at the end of the summer, it was a, it was a big movie. Yeah, it was definitely well-hyped and well-marketed, too. Like you, you could go into it knowing exactly what you're going to get without necessarily even having seen a trailer. But they also did some guerrilla marketing around this. Like there was there was like posters and stuff in subways and like with the the, the human alien thing, where it was like the no aliens in this. There was stuff All like that that was just way. yeah, <laughs> that, like just around places like Chicago and New York that that like with no explanation. So that kind of stuff was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah I love that world building stuff, and it, and it feels. It feels real, you know. It feel it feels it feels right for the for the situation. Are are these sets built? Or, or, Some of them. Or were they actually shooting in like really rundown areas? That's a real place. That's a real yeah. place. All the all the outside stuff is really in South yeah, Africa. Yeah, all those shacks that they're going through. 
those those are real shacks that people were really living in. Like the and um, they just dressed them. We're like, here, here's a thousand dollars for the month. No, <laughs> no, no. So, um, like two weeks before they were supposed to start shooting, they cleared them out. They were like, you got to get the fuck out of here. No, so the so so the same concept that's in the movie where they're like they're they're moving these this this group of people that are living in these shacks over to government subsidized housing was actually happening with real people in these shacks. Wow. And so they they managed to negotiate with whatever powers that be, the government there, and to to get some of these shacks after they had moved people out. Um, and they had to put up like a fence around it to make sure that like they wouldn't leave the next day and then all the pieces of those shacks would be recycled to someone else's. Yeah, they, they, they people were coming into the set and stealing in all the fucking metal. They were taking all the zinc and copper <laughs> and <laughs> leaving everything else. They're taking the C stands. <laughs> There's a whole stack Dude, of C stands in the not, back bro. of somebody's yeah. truck. If it was not locked up, it was gone. Yeah, but so they so these were actual places that people were were genuinely living in. Wow, it looked lived in. Well, the other thing that I thought was interesting was they filmed um, in winter to make it like extra like bleak, and uh, the, because they had so much rain, there was like extra greenery, and they actually had to cut a lot of it back. Because so I mean I don't know maybe the shacks looked a little nicer like in the summer with like trees around them but like they cut some, a lot of that back. These people who used to live there were like we finally got grass to grow, <laughs> <laughs> we finally did it, and you come in here and fuck it up. At least we'll take all your metal. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been waiting to mow my fucking lawn? <laughs> well, the other thing I thought was crazy listening to the commentary all the all the animal carcasses in the film all of them are real. There is not a fake one in the film movie. Like even the the dead cow that's like being hooked up to the alien eggs. That's a real cow. It looked good. Well, I believe that because I mean, uh, having traveled and lived in other countries, like, and even just like living in in ethnic neighborhoods, like they have that. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. just like America that doesn't. Oh, can you imagine the smell of animal like, carcasses? Oh god! No, they can. It really they, helps the no, actors. No, well, it's not. It's not. No, like you can. You preserve them. It's not. Well, like that. you you would theoretically preserve them. These ones were definitely not. Yeah, there were there were like three hundred. That was for like the film a... effect. I mean, that's not like you don't. That's not how people live. No, that's that that's what they, they were saying on the commentary. The, the director was like, "Yeah, right off uh, camera in this scene, there was like literally a ditch with like three to four hundred. Yeah, goat okay, heads. that's but that's partially how you preserve them. Is like so, like if you don't have like refrigeration or whatever, you can salt them and put them in the in the ground, like in a ditch or like mm. in a hole. Like that, yeah, that's how you preserve them. I don't think they were preserving them because the rats were coming out. And, and eating them at night. <laughs> yeah, he was specifically talking about those being like the. It was like the the dump of the the skulls that had already been okay. Had their meat removed. But in general, in case you ever have like a dead goat or something, and you want to preserve it like that, and you don't have a refrigeration, like that's how you do it. Noted. Thank you. Next oh. time I get a dead goat, I'll just use uh, salt. Uh, Screw all that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Off topic, but on topic. Uh, I was uh, reading on uh, Florence Pugh's Instagram yesterday that during Midsummer, uh, all that food that's on the tables, they just it was real and they just left it. And by like day three, it was all rotting. Oh. And it was yeah. making people get sick. <laughs> like wow. Uh, and she said that everybody who was at those tables were actually sitting on a pair of sunglasses. And then when they turned the camera, everybody would stick their sunglasses on. <laughs> and so it was somebody's job to be like, hey, 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 put your fucking. And, the, and the, then the actors were like trying to say, no, I think my character would. Ha- we- would be wearing sunglasses. Sounds <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're. Dude, do you would. know how many times the actors come and they're like, "Listen, my character just wouldn't wear heels in this," or like, "My character, like, listen, my character, my, my character wouldn't wear a dress. I'm pretty sure she'd be wearing jeans for this." And I'm like, "Look, 
<laughs> Not your job, but thank you. Noted. <laughs> you wear what I say. Now get back over there. What, Why would they do did, that? <laughs> what did you think about the um, the prawns um, wardrobe when they were trying to be more human or wear human clothing? I I loved I loved it, and I actually loved all of the wardrobe in this. This kind of movie is one where, like, initially, it's always. The, uh, like, I feel like when you're like, oh, it's just like a normal, normal people wearing normal clothes. Like, my first thought is, oh, how boring. But like, this is the kind of movie where like, if you have a costume designer who knows what they're doing and a director who lets them do it, like, it looks amazing. I think it looks absolutely amazing. All of the outfits look so incredible and they're so stylized and they all have like the same color palette. All of the browns and all of the, uh, is, uh, oh gosh, I think it's um, greens. I think it's the brown brown and green. It's got a uh, with, like, green tint. Hints yeah. of blue like it's it's kind of I, I thought it was absolutely amazing and nothing quite fits and everyone just looks so awkward and it's so amazing to show you how these people are and so yeah with the prawns trying to dress like humans it just looked so awkward and it also really called to mind a lot of like when you look at um photos of like refugees or whatever like they're wearing like I, I, I don't know where they get these clothes, but I'm like, I, I always hear that's like, you know, like they get bags of like Goodwill clothing. So they're wearing like red polo shirts while they're <laughs> sitting in a field. And like, that was how, when I saw these, these prawns, I was like that actually, like, I feel like this works. Like it does, it looks so weird and so awkward, but it's so amazing. I don't know. I loved all of the costumes in this. I just want you guys to know that prawn is a uh, derogatory term. I yeah, know. I was just in there thinking the whole time. <laughs> That's what they're saying, called in the movie. She's saying Chinaman the yeah, whole time. They... She's saying, well, the Chinaman. <laughs> are they called? What, should we call them aliens? That's also, I mean, what are, what are they called? Yeah, I don't do know. they have an actual specification of the species name? I don't remember. Okay, What'd so you call I'll, I'll just... oh, with those little tentacles that like <laughs> surf in and out? Man, those things are so cool. The pincers. And they wiggle like, like ood. I like how none of them do like on other wardrobe. They they all like leave the bottom of the wardrobe. The aliens do. They leave it open so they can have the like the little baby hands that come out of their stomach are free to move <laughs> around. So weird. They're like, <laughs> oh, so creepy. It's a good Actually, alien design. I really love the aliens in this. Would you like me to call them aliens instead of prawns? Uh, because you say prawn. You could canceled. Like, whatever. Uh, I really liked them in this because they're so ugly and, like, they just, like, dig through trash. And, like, it's so great, though, because, like, they still have value and they still have worth. And, like, that it doesn't matter what they look like and it doesn't matter what they're doing. Like, you don't treat anyone this way and yeah. I, and and i absolutely loved because like i feel like when you have a lot of these movies like they're like beautiful like blue creatures like an avatar or like pretty little fairies like in fern gully and like you want to be like with like rooting for them and i loved this so much because like they're kind of gross and you don't want them to come near you but like also don't do that <laughs> like just don't do well, that <laughs> you got the big you're eyes. totally right yeah, and like by the time that we get to the film in the film where they're dragging one of these creatures out to be shot during a weapons test, yeah, you care so oh much. My God. Like yeah. you know, they, they they've built it up, and our character has changed so much that he cares so much that it, it makes it really poignant. It's really like selling it home, and that that the car- that that creature just stand over there and it's like, ah, 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 oh, he looks know. so and, terrified, man. Yeah, man, such a good job. Oh yeah, I mean that's what you want to do with that story. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what that's what made me fall in love with it when it came out. I was just like, it, it was so poignant and and 
And I kind of love that they make the the main character this this like bland bureaucrat. He's so arrogant, and he thinks that he's all that for literally no reason. I kind of hate him for most of the movie. Like, I just yeah, yeah, kind of want to punch but, him but in the face. But that's the point, right? Like, but but he's he's just so blah, and he's kind of There's, a dick for no reason. Well, there, there is a reason. The rules. It's, yeah, it's, no, but it's I'm, because they're layering this really interesting thing: how this human, who's a total asshole, becomes more human the less human he becomes. So he becomes more like them, you know, learns to to have a heart. Okay, I have a question. So at the beginning, when they're going through all of the little clips and all of the people were like, oh, what he did was unforgivable. Uh, what do you, do you think they were referencing him? Because I was I was paying attention. At first I was like, are they mad at him because he's going through and rounding up the aliens? And then I was like, oh, no, they're mad at him because he's having sex with the aliens because that's the the what they said on the, the news. Yeah, that's the narrative that I was given. a photo of him like <laughs> <laughs> How did you do doggy style with the alien and man? Then, yeah. At the You're end crazy man. Yeah. But at the end, like he's like fighting and like he's like, I guess, you know, betraying the human race. And so but like I don't know if that was like really broadcast on the news. Like do you think all these people like think he just like like they're just mad at him for like having sex and like running off with an alien because that was the narrative. Were were they mad at him? Yeah, yeah. They said he it was they, unforgivable. Yeah, in the well, beginning no, of the doc. several of them were like, I think he made choices based on the the only options. He made he decisions had. based on the options that he was given. Right, like so, there was some recognition by at least a few of those people. That, by the dude in jail, he doesn't count. I'm talking about <laughs> the other people. <laughs> I, I think the way it's supposed to to read is that like this is a documentary, because even the uh, the course the news correspondent that they keep cutting to the the white guy in the the beige room that's talking he he's even at the end he talks about how like everybody wants him wanted him for a biological weapon and they don't know where he is now yeah and they even say like oh this is the last known image we have of uh, Vickis or Vickers whatever his name is. Um, so yeah, I, I think they know that. So I, I think they're referencing like you you're portraying the human race, I guess, is what they're mad about. Some of them. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what's so interesting about the the complex layers of this movie is that it plays on all the racial tensions that are very present in South Africa specifically, but also the rest of the world, let alone where we live in fucking America. And the fact that this guy has to literally become the thing that he despises in order to start seeing them with empathy. Man, you just don't see a lot of movies that, that make those kinds of points. I, I, I'm with the movie all the way, but when this movie is over and that spaceship leaves, you know, my brain starts working and I'm like, well, you know, these aliens came to Earth with a bunch of fucking weapons and mech suits, all right? And <laughs> if their leaders hadn't died... We'd probably all be dead and enslaved. I don't know if I would have let them leave. I'm that's just a, saying. That's well, a really good point, hold actually. Hold on. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Because <laughs> they did come with a shit ton of fucking firepower. And well, we've been treating their their friends very poorly. Yeah. I, I, I just would have been like, eh. Well, wait a minute, though, because didn't they, like, show up, like, already sick and malnourished? Yeah. Like, I think they kind yeah, of yeah. crash landed here. I don't think they came to invade. I think they were, like... Like there was some sort of like virus or something like something happened and they were like, we need to stop and like, I don't know, get supplies or something. I don't think they I mean, came they, to invade. Yeah, that's also working under the assumption that they actually made a decision to come here as opposed to like maybe the ship just 
ended up stopping. But we don't. They, yeah, and it got sucked into stopped. our atmosphere or something. Yeah. And the we- the weapons didn't show up until a certain point. So the replicators, when when they landed, <laughs> the replicators went online and started saying, "Okay, what's up with this world? Okay, this world is very based on war. We need to pay for our food somehow." So they started replicating weapons, and they just magically had them sent down to pay for. <laughs> You know, but they didn't know that their their weapons wouldn't work with human hands. Mm-hmm. Even though obviously all their technology <laughs> is built upon, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, just further protecting themselves. You know, here you can have our guns, but you can't. I think it's I when think the it's next really suit smart. comes online, the first thing it does is murders all the people in the room. <laughs> the mothership activates, and the mix suit's like, oh, must murder all the humans. <laughs> That was protecting the one of them that was getting killed. I well, I know, man, but still. Uh, it, it's interesting to think about. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised we never got a sequel to this. Well, they, they're kind of still working on one as of two weeks ago, they said. Really? I think COVID derailed them initially uh, when they were just getting shit going again. Yeah, there's a there's a District 10 on IMDb listed under the writers from this. Well, you know how Neil Blumkamp is. Like All of his projects, I feel like, fall through. He had that Alien 5 well, that fell through. What was the other one? Halo. So, yeah, no, this is there was the... another one. Oh, RoboCop Returns. He was going to do that. That fell apart. Well, so this, um, I, was, I was reading about it because this um, – has been kind of in the works for a really long time but yeah he did just tweet like two weeks ago that the sequel is coming whatever that means it could mean another 10 years but he said it's coming in i'd watch it Hmm. i'd like to see where they they go with the story well i mean i actually think that uh that could i mean that could work i mean and especially in terms of the story like um because the dude like the alien dude had to like fly away to his little yeah because remember the 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 guy Vickers. 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 It's Vickers. That guy. He was like, <laughs> he was like, how long is this going to take? And the dude was like, years. But don't worry, I'll come back. <laughs> he's going to be like, it took you 12 years? I thought you said three. And he's like, three of our years. He's going to come back. Our son's going to be burnt out. I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Speaking of son, I, I liked the alien's little kid. That was, yeah. that was that was some good stuff. Super fun character. Yeah, Cute. really, really well animated. Everything was really well animated, even though you know it. it feel, I could still feel the age on it a little bit, but man, it holds up. I, I, there's nothing that it really does. stood out to me that just seemed like really bad. I was like, wow, yeah. this is all really solid. I think the company that did the animation that was like the, their first time doing a feature film because the company they wanted was like busy. It no, wasn't. Did, no, it was what was I reading? What they did all of the Lord of the Rings Lord movies. Lord of the Rings movies. So they've yeah. done a couple oh, features. Well, hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> they did a couple. Then they did they some planning some experience with digital you know. characters. Yeah. No, no, it says he originally sought to have Weta Digital design the creatures, but the company was busy with Avatar. So then he went with a Vancouver based company. Yeah. They, they may have had a different different um design image engine them. image engine is who they went with okay yeah. so it says what it designed the what it designed part of it and the other company designed the rest of it and then well there's there's several so there's three different... in the same way that there's several ilms okay well they're like, specifically referring to what it did somebody had to do the work after it was yeah. designed like actually building <laughs> yeah 
so this is uh, this is listing like four different companies that were doing it. But what I was one of them. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were the main one because that's Peter Jackson's company, and he was a producer. So. Okay. Okay. And it's like I yeah. gotta make. But so yeah, much yeah, yeah. Money so they, but they were saying <laughs> yeah. though. But that was that's, that's what they were saying though is that is that they didn't do all of it because they were doing Avatar. All right. So there's that's where I was going with this. Yeah, which also came out yeah, the same reversed. year, which is why I didn't win best visual effects. But if you're gonna lose, yeah, that's you're gonna you go lose. up against Avatar. <laughs> I don't know. I liked this one better. Like Avatar is just—it's too pretty. I don't. I mean, it's like I look. I'm not complaining about it. It's There's no fantastic. such thing as too pretty, right? Yeah, there totally is. Yeah, there totally is. And if we're talking about like winning awards, since when does the pretty thing win? Like this should have won because it's so dirty and grimy. Like that's what the Academy. The won. pretty thing always always, always wins. wins. Say pretty always, always wins. Yeah. No, it's because like if you want an Oscar, you don't sit there and like you know like look get all dolled up and look pretty. You like gain weight and put on like dirty clothes and cry, and that's how you get the Oscar. Okay, that's and, every day and, for like, me. That's, and like that's and, like acting. a Nazi movie, you have to do like a not. It has to be like a Holocaust movie. That's, also, I should have that's, Oscars. That's for the acting Oscars. Yeah, all the visual effects ones are like, wait, this had visual effects in it. All right, I'll vote for that one too. <laughs> No, Avatar is still that was amazing when they came out. Yeah, no, Avatar was really great. I'm not. When like, I went to go see, <laughs> super trashing it, just like saying it was really, really pretty. That's all I'm saying. When I went to go see Avatar with my dad, I got a text from my current girlfriend who broke up with me over text while I was watching Avatar. It totally fucked the movie up for me. Holy and I haven't shit, seen that it would since. fuck a movie up. Goodness. <laughs> okay, wait, but like, why You've are you told checking this story your phone on the podcast, while you're watching like five or six times. Avatar? Like, I don't understand. I was in love, Kristen. Like, I don't think I would be in love with anybody, like, when I'm watching a movie, to yeah. be like, oh, let me see what they want. If I, I'd be like, I'm walking into a movie, I will talk to you in three hours. I don't and even give a fuck. In the middle of the movie? Like, if you like, can't handle me not responding in three hours, like, ch- like we shouldn't be together. You need to chill out. God, Look. you are a good woman. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, I'm sorry that happened to you, Jaren. It's okay. I hope you processed it and... Oh, I'm I'm totally fine with it now. I I I may be ready to watch Avatar again. <laughs> I don't think he's ready. Just turn he's your phone off this time. Don't watch it. Yeah, just don't like don't look at your phone while you do it. Do How crazy disturb. would it be? Like she like texts me that be years later. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm trying to watch Avatar again." Fuck. <laughs> you tell next time you tell me you're watching it, I'm just gonna text you like the whole time. Are you watching it with your dad? <laughs> My dad was blown away by Avatar, though. He was like, whoa. Like, you know, and we watched it 3D. As well, you, you, you should, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that, that had some amazing theater moments, man, where people would fucking lose their mind. Going back to District 9, I think this this had a real big uh, clou- crowd-pleasing uh, a crowd pleasing moment, if I can fucking speak. Um, when that fucking mech suit picks that pig up and throws <laughs> oh, it at a guy, awesome. I have yeah. never yeah. heard so many yeah. laugh cheers in my life. Uh. How is there a pig still around? I don't know, man, but it was <laughs> <laughs> Well, wouldn't it for the uh wouldn't it like a pig that those guys were gonna cut up the, the meat market guys that are like constantly yeah, selling okay, yeah. uh goats and fucking cow parts? <laughs> Can I get cat some food. beef? Do you see any beef here? <laughs> we got some goat brain and uh some cat food. <laughs> we got a whole pig over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, I think we're at break. Uh, we haven't talked at all about the the documentary framing for the first entire first act. Yeah, I, uh, that... <laughs> I, I mean it's fine. Uh, it, it I do enjoy it when it goes away though. 
because if that had been the whole movie, I think I would have fucking lost my mind. I, I agree. Actually, I, I was I was thinking I was going to hate this movie uh, at the beginning really? of it. Yeah, because I was like, oh god, here we go. Um, but it fell into a film, you know, and I was like, wow, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, I think it's a really great framing uh, like device, but it is nice that we get out of it and, and we actually get into more objective filmmaking. I think it, it, it does a really good job of setting up the world and and the context and how just, just completely mundane and normal this thing is. It's been sitting there for 20 years, and it gives a lot of exposition without sounding heavy-handed exposition. Mm-hmm. And then it also sets up some interesting like mystery questions about the character. Like Christian was saying earlier, like all these interview people like talking about him, you're like, what? What the fuck are they talking about? He's just this random guy. That kind of puts a puts a fun question in your head for for his character where they're leading into it. I had to watch it a second time just to see like, wait, when does it actually transition out of the documentary? I th- I thought it was like closer to halfway through, but it was actually like the 36 minute mark. I went really? and watched it again today. It was a, a lot earlier than I realized. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like when he starts to go back to his house. I think there's one more yeah. scene after that, and then then it stops until the end, pretty much. That's yeah. It's when they it's when they can stop tracking his actual movements. Well, they don't yeah. Really so know. they they switch yeah. it on the uh, when he goes home for the party, um, and then they have one more like documentary moment when he's doing the the weapons test. But that that has the framing of like, well, this is like found footage from the, them inside the weapons test it's facility. It's just when kind other people could actually yeah. tag what he was doing. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because he has that whole scene. Actually, I don't I don't know where this plays because I didn't pay that close attention to it. But where he like you know he gets super sick and he's like he he says several times to turn off the cameras and to stop. Watch yeah, Maxim. That, uh, so that was that was day. still at, that was that was still on that first day. Right, that was like twenty minutes after he got exposed or something okay. like that. I, I do like that. That I forget the what is the alien's name? Uh, Christopher Johnson. Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like that all of his stuff is is shot like an actual film, and it's not that mockumentary style. And yeah. I think that makes it a little bit. It makes his a character a lot more accessible, and you're, you're able to gain sympathy from him a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And it also like I don't know like that documentary style with that corporation. It it, it oh man it it makes it makes Vickis so easy to fucking hate, man. I just I fucking hate this guy. Like even when he gets in that me- mech suit, bro, he fucking just runs away like a pussy. And it's like, dude, you are running around in a death <laughs> machine, and you're like, oh. You can have the alien. I'm going to go run away. And I'm just like, what a pussy. You are, yep. Do you ever yep. going to have some balls, man? Like, god damn. <laughs> How have you made he's, life? He's not a fucking action hero. He's he's not a guy that's that's supposed to come in and save the day. That's why they have those uh, special forces characters that are, are juxtaposing against him of like, this is how a real fucking man acts in the, this situation. And he's just like, oh, let's just walk this way. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Like, he's... He's the gangster. He's the black guy gangster. Don't look at him. <laughs> I don't know. I did think it was a weird character arc because, you know, usually in character arcs, there's like a, a realization moment for a character. And in this movie, it's kind of like, well, I'm literally kind of just out of options. There's nothing else I can do. I'm either going to go off and be an alien or I can go on this suicide mission and maybe get help. So I don't, it, yeah. it is kind of weird. Um, and I'm not like, even when the movie's over, I don't really feel 100% sorry for him. I feel sorry that he's still in love with his wife so much that she like dumped him so fast and without hearing his side of the story. Well, hold on. I mean, I agree <laughs> with you, but like also the way the movie was playing it was that her dad was in her ear and like even on this yeah. the first conversation, she, like she was like, "Wait, I'm sorry. Like I still love you. Like let's figure this out." And so 
I, I, it seems like she was being pulled and also lied to. Mm. Yeah, Daddy was uh, seriously covering some shit up. Yeah. He's like, your husband died. No, he's actually having sex with aliens. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll make up some other story later. And guys, uh, I think with that, we're going to take a break and we're going to play the trailer for District 9. We'll be back. Nobody comes back late at night anymore. They have more security. The government noticed that they were moving into new areas. That's when things started to get out of hand. They don't belong here. They're spending so much money to keep them here when they could be spending it on other things. At least they're keeping them separate from us. A lot of bad things started to happen. They must just go. I don't know where they go. They must just go. We're at the breaking point. People are living in fear. you just leave how do your weapons work I just want everyone watching this right now to learn from what has happened all right we're back that was the trailer for Neil Blomkamp's District 9. That trailer made them over $34 million. Oof. That one's a little bleak. No, it I was. think their movie poster made it. I didn't actually watch the trailer when I when I went to see this the first time. This is the first time I've seen the trailer. I didn't watch this when it came out cuz it cuz it, it looks depressing. Like that dep- like I wouldn't watch it. Like that trailer just like makes me like not want to watch it at all. Like it, it, it looks good. I'm sure it looks really great, but like I'm not interested in like being depressed. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was the, just the teaser. They uh, they had another one, um, a little longer. Um, it's oh, got you the, didn't do a full trailer. That's got the. Uh, that's interesting. The robot. Well, it's like you know, over two minutes, and there's not a lot of talking in Bro, it. Bro, because all good trailers are. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of boring though to play in the podcast when it's just music, and then you know. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, like, I, I've, I've never not actually heard your uh, philosophy on how you choose the trailers. Do you watch them first, and you're like, "Yep, this is the one." Yep. Or is it? Yeah. Yeah. All Brian's choice here. <laughs> I cultivate the trailer selection on the show. You and curate. You curate. You're all right, an there we go. Yeah. And when it's something like it's a Marvel true. movie that's got like 12 trailers, he's like, fuck. <laughs> Watch all these trailers. All right. All right. I'm going to spend the next three hours watching fucking trailers. Okay. Speaking of Marvel, the DP for this film went on to uh, be the DP for the biggest movie in the history, box office wise, Avengers Endgame. He also did uh, Infinity War as well. What? Wow. Yeah. I did not realize that. Neither did I. He did a good job. Yeah, I was... Trent Opalock. All new information. Well shot, done, sir. Shot on red cameras. Yeah, this was not yep. shot on red one. All this, all the the non-documentary stuff. Shot on Peter Jackson's personal red cameras. 
Oh, even better. I don't think these were red ones. Because it was ones. a low budget, and, like they couldn't um, afford to rent The director anything? and the commentary, he Neil was saying that they were they shot on red ones. Yeah, dude. Really? Shot in, yeah, it was shot in yeah. two thousand eight. Okay, yeah. damn. Some of the best red one footage I've ever seen. Yeah, he was like nerding out about it. He was like, yeah, when we went to the DI, like besides uh, you know matching the the shot so that they all looked like they lived in the same uh, color space, uh, we really didn't uh, we didn't affect him that much. What you see is uh, basically what comes out of the camera, and I was like. That's bullshit, but also good yeah, job. Because if you watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movie that was shot on red, it's noisy as fuck, and like you know, th- this was super clean. Yeah, well, I think they were talking more about like uh, like their lighting and stuff on that, because they like the lighting and how they did the CGI is is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, I watched a bunch of uh, videos where they were like basically showing. I didn't have the DVD. Maybe they show this on the DVD, but like I was on YouTube. They they have some videos where they basically show the plates and and just some rough. They didn't pan like I wanted them to to kind of show the full scene, but what they do, they kind of show the end, that basically the end of a move of one of the uh, creatures coming through, and then they basically just tear the layers away. They ruin the light, then the model, and then the overlay, and then you know all that, and get down to the to the plate. It's just neat to see how that how they blend things and add smoke, and 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 that that last light layer, it just totally locks it into the world. That's well, what yeah, the magic man. really is. Well, they, they did that when every time the alien would uh, interact with a physical prop or like a lighting source. Otherwise, like these actors, anytime there's an alien on screen, they would shoot the movie with, you know, an, another actor in for the alien. And then they would do another take and do the same motions and everything without the alien or without an actor playing an alien. How are they doing that? Because I, I saw they were just on standard sliders on a tripod. How are they replicating moves and yeah, being well, able to they, track that? They they didn't they didn't do an extra take after this. This whole thing was was um, no improved. Yeah, I'll be this yet, whole thing was improv. Uh, well, and, and most Jason of it Cope was. was the actor. The so the 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 same guy that that did all the alien stand in stuff. He was the the journalist, the white guy journalist. So they actually put his face in the movie. But Jason Cope was was the one who did all of the alien stuff in like a motion capture suit on set. And he was improving with all the actors as well. Yeah, and then so, they would take him out, and then they they would they would shoot it again, and that's what they gave the effects guys. Um, and that's what they would so do, they like paint. yeah, um, because well, it, you know, they were under a tight schedule, and they ran into the problem of like having to paint the actor out because the alien, especially around the the hips area, is really Real thin. thin. Yeah. So they would have to go back in and paint so much of the background back in. They were like, this is taking forever. It'd be easier if we could just put the alien in uh, a blank f- a frame, and they found that 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 were that just worked best. Unless like uh, there's one shot where the alien and his little buddy are in the shack and it's nighttime and they're holding a light, mm-hmm. uh, and that that's an actor being replaced, and that shot looks fucking amazing. And like you yeah. were talking about, like Jared with the lack of noise, like I don't, yeah. I have no idea how they did that in 2008. Dude, and then like, and I was also looking at there's like where they had this like cockfight with a couple of little tiny alien yeah. things. They have these little stingers on them. Love that little shot, man. There's, there's, they, there was one of those effects breakdowns where they're basically seeing through, a like a like a chicken wire fence. It was more more like instead of like the round, it's like square wire fence, you know? Yeah. And so just think of it's a bunch of tiny little squares, and then we have actors behind that, and they are interacting with something that's not there, and then that poor motherfucking rotoscope guy had to go in there and fucking roto out all these little squares. And, you know, like, just tons of little shit just to fucking make these, like, things work. I was like, those poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so much work, man. Yeah, dude. 30 million, and they got all the posts done in under a year. 
It's it, insane. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, and it, it it holds up too, man. There's nothing in this that looks that looks shitty, except for the stuff that's supposed to be like shot on a shitty camera, and that just oh, it just looks so good, man. Yeah, it, look, it totally works for it. And all the tone, you, you could really go, you you it could be like comical. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, it could it could be kind of goofy, but it's not. They nail it. Well, and I mean, it, it, it is in the beginning, but it's supposed to be. It's it's very satirical in in a in a way that's like, if you feel this serious about the world, then you need to take a step back and look at it. Sometimes you have to wrap you have to wrap a, a, a like an issue in something like this to really be, yeah. be able to bring light to it. So, so you can actually step back from the human element. To see yeah. it, to be able to relate, to actually understand what's going on. I, that, that's what I'm saying earlier. That's this is why I love this movie is that it's it takes such a heavy specific issue, and it's like if you're not thinking about this like this, okay, let's take that exact same situation and let's put it towards non-human aliens and refugees from another species in another planet. Oh, now you're feeling a certain way about it. Okay, maybe you need to think about how you treat your own species. That's what Star Trek does. I also yeah, think that exactly. it was really interesting how they threw in the Nigerian aspect to kind of represent the tensions that were kind of already there amongst the humans. I thought yeah. the Nigerian aspect was super interesting, especially because I learned <laughs> I learned that um, the the main Nigerian guy who wants his arm wants the dude's mm-hmm. arm uh, is basically has this exact same name as the Nigerian. Um, what is he, Prime Minister? Whoever whoever's in charge of Nigeria has like they, they gave him the same name. And so Nigeria banned the movie. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That oh wow. That, that, yeah, Nigerians ballsy. apparently almost across the board um hated this movie and we're super pissed about it. I love that yeah. the gang leader is in a fucking wheelchair and he's still like the leader. Like how yeah. fucking goddamn crazy was that guy when he was walking around? Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm in a wheelchair. You know, I'm a crazy motherfucker. I will fucking... And all these guys are fathering. I thought it, I loved that guy. I thought that that character was so amazing. And, and yeah, he was, he was the most terrifying. I think he was the most terrifying person. Cause you know, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Man, he was killer. <laughs> It's weird that it when you so go good. into his hut to talk to him, you're in a bowl. What was that? What was the purpose of that? Oh, you're like, talking about the like, floor like, being dug out? It was it was like a divot, you know, that had like a like a like a cover over it. So Oh, was that the kill mat? Maybe. It was to catch the blood or Are whatever. Are you sure it was like it wasn't like a conversation pit like they had in the seventies? It was no, it, no, it was just big <laughs> enough for a person or, or an animal. Like I guess that makes sense if they, if they're slaughtering animals, it like all all the blood would drain down oh, to yeah. there. That makes sense. It's probably so they put it. they put him in the in the sacrificial pit. I mean, that, um, that may not yeah. be where he lived. That was just like where he like does his business meetings. So like, if he doesn't like what you have to say, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> wait, wait, up yeah. hold up. Did you they just were... call a drug deal uh, his business meeting? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. This is business meeting. Well, business. This is a guy who they went out in. of their way to emphasize that his character like eats eats the flesh of his enemies. So uh, I think it totally makes sense that he would have a, a little kill pit. But, all, but also, yeah, it's his kill pit. But like, also, that's where he—it's it's his business and his meetings, and hopefully they go well. Ministers have this. a pulpit. When Zoom a kill is uh, too hard to reach, <laughs> come go to my to, kill pit. Go to the kill pit. Um, you know, I was thinking earlier about the um, the alien. What's his name? Christopher. Christopher. Christopher Johnson. Robin. Christopher Johnson's child. Um, do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> do you think? <laughs> 
you, do you think that they gave him that that kid to make him like make the audience love him a little easier? Like, you yeah. know, do you think that you think that we would have uh, cared about him as much if he didn't, if he wasn't caring for a child? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think that was the the like ninety percent of the reason for giving him the kid to solidify Christopher Johnson's need to leave the planet. I don't know because the. I was going to say, uh, I don't know, because when he was like, don't, you, don't kill me, whatever, I have a kid. I was like, do you? Who are you? Like, come on. It was like, I get on the Titanic. Yeah, I have a I, child. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean you have a kid? <laughs> and then when they like produced the kid, I was like, hold on a second. Let's is this let's 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 learn more about this child and like obviously he's like a caring father and like i was wrong but like no no no. i was like totally suspicious at first i was like who is this dude who's claiming to have a kid and there's a good good illustration of uh addressing your innate biases and they affect the way that we Make snap judgments on characters. It's true. No, it's true. But like, also, usually when you have like, it's 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 way like I'm just so used to seeing it's like always the woman who's like, no, I have a child. Wait a minute, and like that's like their only thing. And so the fact that he was like doing all of this stuff, and he was also a single dad, like that, that's not something that you normally see. I don't think. I don't think they have women in this society. It's yeah, just I didn't a... then see any women. I'm just well, yeah, yeah, they said they but... reproduce asexual. Or oh, I that's that. boring. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think these creatures were were gendered in that specific sense. I I think the reason oh, why I was then... totally wondering where the mom was, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah I, I just think it's like that movie well, Enemy Mine. They just kind of lay eggs. <laughs> yeah, they lay eggs and they're like, oh, we got a cow. Did yeah, they, they? Did they say that? Wait, did we see eggs? I missed that. Is we that saw them barf. We saw them piss. <laughs> I didn't see eggs. I didn't. See there was eggs. there were eggs in a shack. Yeah, they were attached. That, they the walked meat. in. The, they walked in and and they looked. They were like, oh, look, here's a shack. Where they're they're feeding the eggs and growing the eggs, and that was the cow that was hanging that was like being tripped. Like, and, 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 and then they, and then made they brought a whole in the flamethrower. Yeah, and, and they did. He's like, they wanted an abortion. They said, hey, you, you want you want a, a memento for your first uh, abortion? abortion? Damn. And okay. then they talk about them popping like popcorn. Yeah, I wrote that oh, line down. Oh, that popcorn that noise. Okay. That's the eggs popping. I was just like, oh my god, I want to murder this fucker. He, 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 okay. he said the little yeah. ones in the end come up to the top and then they pop. <laughs> I didn't associate that with children, so but okay, all right. Man. I remember this now. I remember. I remember. <laughs> like he got so much uh, g- uh, just glee, and like how he's like telling the cameraman, like, "Hey, man, look, I, I know something," and he's just, oh, he's got that yeah, smile dude. on his face. Fuck him. Oh, so this, this it's so good. This this job that he got, everybody's making it out to be like it's a big deal, but isn't it? Didn't he just like are, his uppers are are expecting him to get killed out there? I mean, right? I don't think his father-in-law liked him, so... (laughs) Yeah. How can they expect a happy-go-lucky little fucker like him to go out and talk to these, like, giant bugs and tell them, look, man, I know you've been living here for, like, over 20 years, but you gotta get the fuck out. All right, so his father-in-law gets mad at him at the party, and he says the reason he gets mad at him is because there's been too many alien casualties. So I think the reason is that he's kind of... Because he he is kind of the sissy in the movie. Like, everyone keeps calling him, like, a coward, and he keeps running away from every conflict. Even in the movie, when there's a moment when one of the aliens that's, like, eating a rubber tire kills a guy, like, they could they could have totally, like, opened fire and murdered all those aliens right there. Um, and he's, he's, the, he's the one who starts throwing the cat food out. Yeah. So he is kind of tra- – I mean, it makes sense. He's trying to defuse the situation. 
because, you know, he doesn't want anything bad to happen. I, I get that into his character. Well, I was going to say also, like, I get why he get, he gets so excited and I, someone used the word gleeful when he's talking about killing these aliens and their little eggs is, you know, he, I don't think he is well-liked or respected. And so this is something that he is like, look like I can do this, you know, and I'm not saying it's right. Obviously it's wrong. Please don't kill aliens. But, um, <laughs> you know, like he, I, I get why he gets excited. You know, he, he finally feels like he's doing something right, even though it's the wrong thing. Well, in the context of his whole world, like he's this, faceless nameless bureaucrat in this giant multinational corporation and they finally give him some responsibility and he and he feels like he's actually been given a chance to like prove himself of course he's gonna be fucking excited about that yeah he was just a fucking corporate worm god man i just (laughs) yeah yeah just really really i mean the actor did a great job that uh what's his name charlto copley copley is that how you pronounce it i'm gonna try copley (laughs) It, yeah, he did a great job, but man, oh, just what a dick character. <laughs> it's good acting. Yeah. I mean, I was in yeah. love with the alien. You know, it was a beautiful ending when he turns into the alien and he has the flower at the end. That was very nice. And his wife found finds the flower that he made. She's like, I don't think it's from him, though. She doesn't yeah. think it's from him, though. So. <laughs> well, she knows it's from something, and then we cut to seeing him having another one, so. It, maybe it's more for us than it is for her. You know, <laughs> he's gonna show up one day. And she's gonna swat him. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna call Terminix. Yeah, <laughs> the bugs. I mean, sorry, alien problem. Guys, I don't have anything else. We didn't talk about the score, Brian. What do you think about that score? It's okay. I'm not really in love with it. It's kind of like really on the nose, and it's like that gladiator, like. Whoa! It's trying to be African at some parts, and I don't Dude, know. I, I, I like I the wanted... South African rap though. That was cool. There was like a like a twenty that, yeah. second scene, and I was like, "This is cool." <laughs> I I was with this movie the entire way, and I was down. And for some reason, that the score during the final moments when they had this like chanting or this kind of like um, oh when the, the, the ship's going up, part, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ship's going up, yeah, that whole moment. That lulled me to fucking sleep twice. <laughs> and I had to rewind it and watch it again. And, and, and I was like, and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, why do I keep like dozing off? And I, I'm like, why, why do I have to keep watching this section over and over again? And I was like, it's that fucking score. I, 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 yeah. And I, I just, wow. I don't know what it is, but that one. So next time I need to go to bed, I'm turning that last movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the movie really on. good to know. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. something you should definitely appreciate. It's very soothing for you, apparently. <laughs> People dying in the, <laughs> that, 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 that chorus part. <laughs> but it's the rhythm, you know. It's Make the, sure that's the track we play. <laughs> but, but now i got a question. We can't get out of here without talking about this. Why does the fucking ship automatically start working um, at the end, the big ship? I, I know they get into the little ship, and they, and they for some reason have been collecting this black liquid for over twenty years. Yeah, but dude can still and when they finally get enough to do it, but dude can get sprayed about a half a cup into his face, and they still have enough <laughs> to start the ship up, which doesn't make any sense. And then how the when they get the little ship going, and and the little guy, the little kid guy, goes in there, and he's duh, 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 touching all the shit, and then, like, he's going around being, you know... Dude, you've seen like, Star Trek, man. Like, no, what, what... How does that start the big ship? We've been trapped here for fucking this long, and the so, big ship can go anyways? So now, 
now the little <laughs> ship works, right? And you can communicate, and you have a wireless power starter from the little ship. So once the little ship is up and working, right, you can activate that ship. Why didn't they do this, like, Okay, two things. Eight two months things. before when they in had the beginning the, the of the movie. Yeah, right? beginning of the yeah, movie. Yeah, there we go. They, they have <laughs> a know. whole specific thing that says, look, when when the ship first landed, here's this footage, and they do that little circle yeah. with the zoom-in thing here of the command ship leaving. We think they left the ship, and then they they maybe flew away because we, 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 ha- we haven't seen it. We don't know where it is. Obviously, it was the same ship that uh, Christopher Johnson had that was buried underground. So that was the command module or whatever it is that that needed to control the ship. But this entire society is is like a hive sort of mentality. Like the fact that they're completely aimless and purposeless is is based on whatever whatever happened to them before they arrived at Earth. Their their leader, their queen, whatever was killed or died or whatever. They're they're purposefulness. If that's how their society is built, then that's how their ship would probably work too. So if if they can if they can scrape together enough of this liquid over that took twenty years to find all the things that fell from the ship in order to get enough of it back together, but that makes in order no to power sense, the little though. ship. Wait, okay, so here's how I they have all those it. alien guns laying around. They even have a working alien guns, but they're not in- powered by the same liquid. Okay, so That's what I interpreted technology. it, they use double A's. Is that? <laughs> Like, the whole vial of the black liquid was going to get them back home, right? And so, yes, he squirted half of it onto his face. So they still had half a bit, half of it left. And so they were just like, let's just see how far we can get. Because, like, once I feel like uh, I interpreted it as, like, mm-hmm. once, like mm-hmm. they're going to try yep. and get halfway and then communicate and see if they can get rescued. I didn't anticipate it as, like, them, like, being able to get there. I just no. like they were just like, we have to try because they're experimenting on us. Well, no, yeah, he says in the movie, I'm, I can't heal you because I need to get there faster. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So like, he he was still getting there. Like, I mean, obviously there was more than enough fuel in that canister, but there wasn't enough fuel in that canister to heal this guy and to get to that planet in double speed. And How maybe the, all was- this happened and why this took twenty years—that makes no sense. Well, and also like maybe like uh, you know. If you had all extra, extra liquid or whatever, like, you know, you could take more crew and have more, like, I, I don't know, like the air conditioning running. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it just seemed like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're they're, the down. We're gonna roll the windows <laughs> they're down. cutting corners because they don't have enough. That's all. Okay. Well, you're also, you're also approaching this from, from the thought perspective that he was looking for 20 years. If this is a drone society that, that, they need some sort of queen-like directive in order to even know what to do. All the people who were directing okay, their society right, okay. are dead and uh, gone. Right, if you're going to bring that up, then all of a sudden now I have whole, a lot of problems with this alien because now this alien knows how to fly the ship. He knows how to fly the mothership. I'm just assuming that, uh, you know, Christopher Johnson here. Yeah, he he is obviously like an upper echelon and... Maybe he got sick, or I don't know what happened to him. They said he's one of the smart ones. Oh, we have one. We oh, we have a bright one here. Well, yeah, but I mean, obviously, he's like more intelligent than everyone. I mean, like he's got he's building shit with the, the, the computers. That's human technology. They they show him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, s- scrapping yeah, he's stuff got a together. Kid. Nobody else has a kid. How many kids did you see running around? Well, no, they have to multiply because like it didn't it start with they only had like a million, and by the end of the movie they have like two point something or whatever they say. Yeah. The, credit scroll bunch of little crickets running around <laughs> the prawns 
cricket shrimp. <laughs> That's what they look like. They look like prawns. Jared, I can't They're believe striking striking resemblance. We haven't heard a South African accent from you tonight. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. It sounds a little South Australian African. to me. Size South, and tangerine. No, South African. South, South African. South African. That's pretty good. Look at you, Gregsy. That man has Pro- seen Lethal Probs. Weapon 2 a lot. <laughs> Are we uh, we at ratings? Sure, Brian. Are we not? Is there more? You yeah, Jared, discuss? you seemed a little reluctant. Fine, you don't want to talk about this movie that made my day. It's fine. No, it's fine. I, yeah. no, I think I think I'm, I'm, I I didn't write any notes. Uh, I just uh, I'm just I think we nailed it. He's just living on the emotional high that he got from it. Yeah, totally. I wish I had Peter Jackson in my pocket. I mean, right? Listen, Peter. Next time you uh, fail to make a movie that follows through, give me a call. I think Peter Jackson looked at him and was like, "You know what I like, Neil? I like prawns. They're my favorite thing." <laughs> I need you to make a movie about prawns. Well, in the short, they looked uh, to be. <laughs> they more squid faces. Yeah. The ood. Yeah. The ood. They looked a bit ood. cthulhu Oh, cthulhu All leads back to Let's the see ood. see what you did in there. Should we discuss the fact that uh, they go through all this effort to emphasize how the military guys, all those, uh, what do you call them? Dishbags? Milita- <laughs> no, military guys for hire. Mercenaries? Fucking word. Thank you, Jesus Mercs. Christ. All the mercenaries <laughs> that are supposed to be so uh, so high quality. When uh, when they're breaking into the thing to, to steal the, uh, the little oh, vial back. The, yeah, people that the get just like, shoot at him for like three minutes while they have this full conversation. Like, oh, we can't get out of here. All these high quality mercenaries are just shooting at us for no reason when we're still in cover. That, that, that's, that's probably the only no, part actually, where the movie I feels like, like it kind of falls apart. <laughs> I like that because everybody else, it seemed it seemed pretty easy that if you had that gun, that you could just turn around and pop somebody and they just explode. Um, the one that like <laughs> it's like the no aiming like zapping gun. Yeah, yeah it's it just kind of it just throws a bolt zapper. out there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, straight. good. That's exactly what it was. Uh, that's funny, dude. Fuck. That, I love Don't that. Don't look at the light. You no, know, man. And then the other ones like it's like it's like it's a force push. So uh, right, you know, right. So it's like it's like you did the fly swatter, but it, it kind of just pushed them away. You didn't hit him. Um, oh no! They, they got a real gun, and then they got that uh, the other one that's like a a plasma rifle that has like a dark cloud with like electric field in it. But but what I liked about I liked about the militia was that they were like they were aggressive. You know, it it, it was like a, a hailstorm of bullets. You know, you, you're they're 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 trying to knock you out quick because they don't they can't fucking like <laughs> they can't give you a second with that fucking gun. You know, so it made sense to me why they were just throwing bullets out there. Oh, to keep them like all right, pinned they're in down. cover. We're yeah, just gonna down. we're just gonna keep shooting at you, right? Until we can get somebody closer. Okay, all right, I'll give that perspective. But uh, you also keep bringing, like yeah, that. you bring up all those bullets. When he gets in the fucking mech suit, he instantly sets up this rule that if you shoot a bunch of fucking bullets at me, I can stop them in midair like yes. Neo and create Thank a giant you. ball and then kill everybody Thank in the you. room. And he never brings it back. And then he gets destroyed. No, that was one of the coolest moments. Use your fucking power. No, no. Coolest that was the pig. The pig got picked no, up with that no, no. and thrown at a guy. No, no, nope. he caught the... every bullet like Neo yeah. and made a giant ball of bullets, and then he killed everybody in the room. They with all bullets. get magnetized. That was, when, and just that was when the suit was like in sentry mode or whatever, and it was just killing everybody in the room. He wasn't in the suit. 
Oh, he didn't know how to do that. Yeah, no, that was the the suit did that by itself. Yeah, so yeah. you have to give it a little bit to that. But he Bro, does. The suit needs to be like Jarvis and be like, "Hey, maybe we should do the bullet thing." <laughs> well, but no, he... they're firing bullets at us. <laughs> I think that's part of. Hello, I'm Seth freaking Jarvis. <laughs> Would you like to activate kill mode? I think that's part of the telekinesis Please, like, we're get destroyed. that you were talking about, though. Do what? I think that's part of the telekinesis power that you were talking about, like them picking things up. I think that he's – it's not like a magnet. I think he's just collecting them. He, and you can hold things and you can throw them back. It's like some kind of gravity oh. field beam. Mm. So when he picked well, the yeah. pig up, he's doing the same thing. Mm. That's how I read that. Because okay. if you look at the okay. mech suit, it, it only has three guns on it. It's got the lightning gun on one and then it's got that like whatever that gravity beam is – Telekinesis, whatever you were calling it, and then it's got it's a, a rail gun, beam. or I don't know, whatever that machine gun like thing is. It shoots weird bullets that never needs to reload. It's the RoboCop gun. Yeah, yeah, it's the get the lead out gun. <laughs> we have ratings. Let's fucking rate this. Shit. I got to go on my rant, bro. I'm good. All right, who's going first? I fucking love this movie. Thank you. Part of me wants to give it a nine point five, just because I feel like making a perfect movie is so incredibly difficult. But fuck that shit. This is a District 10. If, uh... <laughs> you sure did go first, didn't you? <laughs> you were holding that one the whole fucking time. You had to get it out. <laughs> I practiced that in front of the mirror. Oh, man. Just, just end the I podcast. You've been you listening know, to the Mimic Group podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm giving this shit a 10, man. Um, I had this thought when I watched it last night or two nights ago, whatever it was. Um, this movie has a lot of Kafka vibes. I don't know if you read The the Metamorphosis when you were in the the college years. I've seen the cover. I was forced to. Um, it is a, it is a depressing account of a person who, uh, gets transformed into a cockroach. Um, and it's a lot of like internal dialogue of of him losing his humanity. Big cockroach or tiny cockroach? Like giant, like man sized cockroach. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's that was craziness. a question I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and literally as crazy as that sounds, it uh, that's that's as crazy as the actual story is. It's a short story, but um, man, I feel like this this movie like is like what if we took. A little bit of Kafka and a little bit of documentary, and we uh, said some things about um, apartheid and white supremacy and racism, and and did some social commentary. And uh, man, there's just there's so many elements in this that are just so freaking good, just from like a philosophical standpoint. I kind of love that that the main character that we just I, he's just such a fucking asshole, and he's. <laughs> I love that you hate him the whole time. And even when he has that, that moment uh, about three quarters of the way through where he could rescue Christopher Johnson, he hits him with a fucking board and then tries God. to save his own skin. Like he's, he is not go? making it easy on himself. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, I love all of those story decisions. Um, I really love the way that they set this thing up in the first act that it's, it's that, that documentary mockumentary style i feel like they do a lot of exposition without it being heavy-handed man they just take such a, a perfect genre of film and they elevate it to a, a level that i hadn't seen before when i watched this and i really really love what it did and it stuck with me for a long time 
And now, 12 years later, I feel like it really, really holds up. It's still very topical and and very. Um, it just it just works for even our current time, which is kind of depressing to say that. Ten years later, we're still dealing with more shit, which is no different than sixty years later, we're still dealing with the same shit, and it's not. But man, science fiction is supposed to make some social statements, and I feel like this movie makes a lot of social statements. Um, I really love the camera work. I really love the way the digital creatures just live in the environment and they're interacted with. And and this whole thing feels improvisational jazz uh, and very real. And I think it works in the movie's favor. Um, and they, they kind of toe the line between uh, um, is this is this fake? Is this real? Is this science fiction? Is this actually happening? I just love it, man. It's fucking 10. Damn, a 10 from Griggsy. Who's going next? Well, Matt. Uh, the whole time I was watching this film, I, I, I kept getting these vibes from... You, you ever seen the movie City of God? Yes. Yeah. We did a podcast on it. I <laughs> know. I was I actually talking to these other two people. Uh, I've no, seen I parts that of podcast. it. I haven't Nobody seen the whole thing. Answered. <laughs> I know. I hate that. <laughs> Anyways, there, for some reason it kept taking me there. And I don't know if it's just because of the setting or all that, but, but or just the rawness of that. And then there was something like the, that was kind of like just real. And, and then knowing that a lot of this is improv, I think it really helps it sell. All the acting is really superb. The, the, the camera really tells the story. It, it feels alive, which is really cool. Even when it slows down, there's a dynamicness to it. And it, it just it, it's, it really carries like its own tone as far as the camera work throughout the film. Um, the lighting is really great. I, I did like the score except for that part that lulled me to sleep. But overall, this movie really surprised me. I was not expecting to like it at all. And it, it just totally just it, 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 it slapped me in the face. It, it's an excellent film. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Oh, so it was a dainty slap then. Well, why? Why did you no, do? I, what's the point five? Yeah, what's the point five? For? Yeah, for real. This, we want to know that that, that 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 score section that kind of. But put you to sleep, <laughs> like you should be thinking it because now you know no, how to fall no, asleep. No, 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 no. We were batting a hundred, bro. <laughs> we 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 were like kicking ass, and then when we get to our big climax moment, it, it's kind of a lull. And I, and you know, I I like what's going on there. I just think, I don't think the score really lands there. Mm-hmm. Out of all the other films that we've talked about, <laughs> you guys would knock it off half points for way worse. And I, I know, I, I know. All of mine are completely bit, justified. No here, so, <laughs> anyways, no this this film is this film is really excellent, and I, I hope that this director really gets to do more. Um, it seems like like Brian said, he likes to you know he he can't really finish. <laughs> he can start strong, but he he can't finish that that well. But hopefully, he gets to knock something else out of the park. Hasn't made a movie since Chappie, and that came out in 2015. Oh, have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it. So is, I haven't, it, I it haven't seen it, actually. It's a uh, high-tech short circuit? I don't know. Do you, you want to see high-tech short circuit? No, I just want to see short circuit again. All right. Maybe Chappie's not for you. <laughs> Battery's not included? Yeah, that's not like short circuit, though. I know. I mean, you at least could have followed it up with Wally or something. Come on. Wally. Eva. <laughs> you do that too well. There's uh, your I'm trying thing. to get my Wally physique on. Just got my new chair. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Who's next? It took me a while to get that. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen is still going. What do you mean? She's uh, wait, are you, are, is going. she going? I haven't started, but I can. I thought this was an outstanding movie. I, as I said before, I loved the costumes, all of the production design. 
I thought it just looked absolutely beautiful. And it's funny because this is such like a dirty, grimy movie, but you know, those things can be beautiful too. And this is such an excellent example of how to do that well. The, you know, it's well written, the story sucks you in. I, I, I mean, if anything, I am more uh, upset that like, it's so, it's so based in South African history. Like, yes, it can be extrapolated and applied to many different scenarios. Like I can watch it and be like, oh yeah, this is kind of what we do here. But like, also this is very specific to South Africa. And I don't yeah. know all of the ins and outs of yeah. South African history. Uh, and I'm sure I would have appreciated the movie a lot more if I did. Um, the only thing that I really didn't like about this, and that's kind of a stretch, is that towards the end, it's just like a lot of explosions and, you know, guns and stuff. And like, it still looks really cool. Like, I'm not saying that it looked really great, but like, I mean, like, I just don't care. It was just boring. So that's like when I start to like do other things. Uh, no, it wasn't the score. I liked the I liked the score, and I didn't fall asleep. So that's a personal problem that I didn't I didn't have I didn't have that problem. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I'm still gonna give it a ten because I just I think it's outstanding. So we got a ten, nine point five, and another ten. Um, yeah, this is a really good movie. I, don't, I you know I I don't really know what else to say that you guys haven't said in the good department. Um, yeah. I, and, home with the bad. Uh, yeah, and with the bad, I'm not a big fan of the score. I think it's a little on the nose. Um, I kept thinking Gladiator every time. I see that. Man. You know what I mean? You know, every time you get that fucking choir, I was just like, oh, come on, the fuck on, bro. It's so on the <laughs> goddamn nose. <laughs> I mean, you guys are saying it wasn't heavy-handed. Like, I do think it's a little heavy-handed. And, Kristen, if it wasn't for, like, that action at the end... Like, I would totally dock this movie, like, two or three points. It's fair. The fact like, that... The, yeah, the, no, like, I, I get why they put it in. Well, it's not only to make it commercial so, like, a mainstream audience can absorb your, you know, message that you have about South Africa that normally we wouldn't normally go see because that's probably boring and depressing and that's real shit that happens in the world. Who the fuck the wants to see that, right? watch City of God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right so i get it but i mean like if it had been a sci-fi movie and it had been this fake mockumentary style from the get-go it would have just been like very pretentious and preachy and i i think i would have hated this thing and the fact that it makes this switch with the alien and that's when we get into like movie we're an actual film we're following characters there's no cameras around except for when they would be like a uh, you know, they always cut into security cameras and stuff like that, but that just really makes the story like very accessible. And then it just turns it into it. I mean, it, it's an emotional action sci-fi movie, but it's an action sci-fi movie. And I, I, I don't know. He's just pulling from all these elements from things I love. Um, and I saw a quote from Neil Blumkamp where he was like, you know, I didn't really have an inspiration for this movie, but like I grew up on all these '80s films, and he was—he specifically mentioned like RoboCop, Aliens, you know, Terminator, Terminator 2, and I get it, I can see it, and he's taking that sci-fi action story to another level while still wanting to put in his social commentary and how all this meshes together. I really think this is really well done, and I—I I don't think you could do it a better way. I mean, mm -hmm. you can do it another way that's also amazing, 
but this just nails their, their concept. The execution is real good, and Neil Blumkamp, get off your ass and give us more fucking movies. Like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Why do I not have... I, I should at least have two more of your fucking films by right now. I think what, what <laughs> people would want to see them. Elysium was amazing, um, and, you know, like, fucking, you know, Chappie was okay. Whatever. Although, I think he does have uh, some movie coming out uh, a horror film I don't know anything about it I've not been able to find a synopsis on it it's, what's it called uh, demonic I think something like that so that should be cool if they ever get done with it uh, I will say one more thing oh, uh, that I don't feel like I specified the whole time but I just want to put it out there I think my favorite part about the effects in this movie is just how throwaway it all feels like they have this giant alien mothership that in like 90% of the times you see it it's like barely there. Yeah. It's in like the corner of a frame. It's always seems to be at the same distance in the horizon, which kind of implies that it's so massive that wherever you are in the city, it's always feels far away. They don't ever treat any of the visual effects in this movie like, hey, look at this cool shit that we made. It's always it always serves the story. And it's just, man, it's so freaking good. Oh, I didn't. I don't even know if I said my rating. I, I'm giving it a 10. But yeah, I. I Fuck agree. yeah. And with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at checkthegate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, or on Apple Podcasts with my other podcast, Torror Stories. And Grigsy, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Grigsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. And that's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we are going to close out the show tonight. Hold on, Jared. I gotta find this track that you said puts you to sleep. I'm not. <laughs> oh, great! Please let me listen to that again. Uh, please, please. Oh, should we not play that? Should we just play the show open? No, please. No, I, think, I think it's. I think 100%. it's poignant. So we are closing out the show tonight with track eleven from the District Nine soundtrack titled "Pronkis." Whatever the main character's name plus the word "prawn," uh, you figure it out. Uh, this is from composer Clifton Shorten. Enjoy. Prawn kiss? Mm. Like Vicus, Vicus like, Prawn? It's like sticking your head in a bucket of snakes. Prawn cuss? Prawn cuss. <laughs> <laughs>